Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, this is Jimmy Lowe. Check out my new album, Dance, featuring Like This. We're gonna get down low like this. We're gonna get down low like this. Then we'll get high like this. Illusion. So I see through the illusion cause there's nothing there at all. And slow dance. or stream the album wherever you get your music from. This is a Lip Media Podcast. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording. We pay our respect to elders past and present and the Aboriginal elders of other communities who may be listening today. So welcome to our after show, everybody. <laughs> Every Thank time someone you. says after show, I'm like after birth, but after I'm like that's birth? way no. worse. <laughs> I just think of. Um, I always want to say after birth. Instead. I think of RuPaul's Untucked. I want to talk about yeah. how like I'm really depressed that Mum died of no. cancer or something. It oh, reminds no. me of Big Brother up late. Oh, oh, um, you know, is that when you watch them shower? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Or just sit in a room for four hours. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't have much experience with Big Brother in Australia, but in South Africa they had a channel dedicated to it, and there was like what? times when they would shower and people would just tune in and watch people. Shower. Yeah. yeah, we was had that a thing the here? Australian version. It was like online. It was an though. edited. Oh, oh no, we. Oh, you know, you could online watch online. It was yeah. like satellite TV. And you had a channel dedicated yeah. to all the different cameras. But we did house. have Big Brother up late, which was like an edited down like mm. hour, like Just late at like, night. Yeah, and it was like the, when they were talking about sex and dicks and stuff. But then at one point, everyone said that that was a bit intrusive, and so they stopped yeah. showing the dicks. Which is that when someone got teabagged? That happened. Yes, it was. Yeah, that is. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But that's not what we're here to talk about. Drag queen. We're here to talk about drag race. Um, so the season eleven finale just happened. Um, mm-hmm. We had our four finalists, Silky Nutmeg Ganache, we had Brooklyn Heights, Evie Oddly, and Akira Davenport. What do you guys think of the final four? Can I just say, if we go back mm-hmm. to the season 11 premiere, we talked about Drag Race right then, yes, and I did. predicted this top four. Yeah. Was it the did exact you top really? four? With yeah. the exception of Silky Nutmeg yeah. Ganache in place of Nina West. Yes. Oh. But for me, it was just... First episode, it was on the writing that the yeah. skinny mm-hmm. white queen yeah. would get to the final for sure. four. The weird POC I was going for Evie from the beginning. Ooh. Would get yeah. to the end, and then the other two were in a wash. But I, I, I think I was pretty good with yeah. my predictions this you season. You did very well, did very yeah. Well. It was nice. So, with the battle lip syncs, mm-hmm. um, so the first two battles we had Silky Nutmeg and Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. She picked that. She picked it. I felt like that was tactical. So, I can't believe I that feel Silky like, picked her. Yeah, because I was like, wait, why would you? It, she's, a, like, she's a lip sync assassin. I was about yeah. to say, so listen, she's you're going like to have to explain a, this to me like okay, a baby. Yeah, yeah. So, I haven't watched every single so episode. Brooklyn from is season. really 
good. I don't know. I know who they all are. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. am I right in thinking that Brooklyn was was really good at lip syncing? Yeah, yeah. she's, so she's a trained so dancer with ballet. Yeah, she so why would you point, pick her? Does to... crazy moves and stuff. What I think happened was obviously depending on who was picked, they were sort of convinced by producers to pick a certain person. Yeah, because obviously you want Brooklyn and Evie in the finale. Yeah, like right. you want yeah. them to lip sync mm. against each other because they had the most incredible lip sync when they were both in the bottom two. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that was inc- that was. So very that's what my thinking was. But did you see my- how shit scared Silky yeah. was? She looked freaked out. Like, I thought it was a tactical one because I thought she wanted to do that and just be done with it because she knew she could yeah. be taken out and she didn't want to go against Evie because yeah. she had that whole conflict with Evie. So yeah. she didn't want to be taken down by her enemy. For sure. For yeah. Sure, right. So she didn't want to look bad on TV. So she's like, you know what? I'll just be done with Pick it. I wasn't going to win one. anyway against these yeah. skinny, flexible right. people. Okay. <laughs> like, so there's a thread on Reddit from oh. people who were literally there okay. on the evening yeah. commenting on like the edit of the finale once yeah. it aired. Mm-hmm. An interesting bit of tea about that first choice mm-hmm. was people said Silky actually spent an excruciating amount of time really? making a decision. Oh, and that right. she just stood there for at least a good 10 minutes. No. Not 10 picking. minutes. They wouldn't let someone sit down there for 10 they minutes. They said sure. it was That recording apparently goes for hours. Because yes. yeah. they record different endings and stuff. As yeah. Well. yeah, they do. And it's a full day. That the entire that, that time crowd. the audience yeah, was please. screaming at her to pick Evie due to uh, this fu- like feud. Yeah, because that's what people yeah. wanted to see. And even though she was not my favourite queen on the season... Mm. I can acknowledge she brought some incredible television. Mm, I feel quite a bit of empathy for someone who's literally been raked over the coals by the general public Mm. for the last like 10 years that felt this season went for. Mm. Then is standing in front of a live audience where you full know most of these people do not like you. That's Mm. it. And you're being screamed at to choose the Mm. person that you know is ultimately going to beat you yeah. Yeah. in a lip sync. Yeah. So I, I I actually felt quite bad for Silky in that moment. Yeah. yeah. And mm. I think in the moment she probably mm. just did not want to pick Evie mm. because yeah. it was being screamed at her yeah. and her and Akira had yeah. a close And even the way friendship. that she picked Brooklyn was literally just a hand gesture. Like it wasn't even like, I picked Brooklyn. It was just a... Here's the hand. Yeah, wave. it wasn't even. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Hey, she was just like, I guess. <laughs> and obviously, Brooklyn won that lip sync. Yeah, um, yeah I think down. she did very well. <laughs> Smashed. It was so cool. Smashed like, that move she did when she was doing the handstand and like, yeah. like fucking straddling the wall. That was very cool. It was yeah. amazing. And the, I didn't really understand. She had like chains attached. Did she pull her heels so, out? Yeah. Is that what happened? So the reveal was her heels were, were actually point shoes. Right. So and she the, was just walking point the whole time. So the chains were connected to the front of the shoes, yeah. and she like <gasps> snapped the front. Of the shoes off and then kick the back of them yeah, off and then okay. she had her points on. Which is right. fucking yeah. amazing. That's a like, very that cool is, that's a very cool reveal. That is using your yeah. talent to the max. Yeah. That's it. And yeah. Silky just popped off a wig and then ripped another one in half. I did I liked <laughs> I liked the half wig reveal. Like I enjoyed that how she just like it looked like she was yeah. tearing her hair out literally. <laughs> like she was going There's mad. been so many fucking wig reveals on that show. Oh, and boy. Uh, at least she had invented a new way of doing it. It just it. Yeah. didn't look it looked a bit weird. <laughs> she, was, she was like, ah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of wig reveals in the second lip sync, Miss Akira did once. So, uh, uh, it was a bit. I don't like uh, a glitter wig. I think they're so boring. I feel like Akira's outfit wasn't amazing. It was Her shit. original wig was <laughs> bleh. The outfit revealed to be more of the same outfit. Yeah. Like, it was just like, oh, you're wearing the yeah, same thing. Yeah, it's like more blue. More sparkles, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. I did love Evie's outfit, though. I love that yes, she gorgeous. literally went to a thrift shop, bought all the stuffed oh, toys, and just sewed them all together. Fucking like, 
amazing. It looked so very cool. cool. I did like the shout out to Free Britney. Free Britney. Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of oh, on her panties. Yeah. 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 It, it kind of got a, a bit lost in all the the plush animals. You couldn't really make it. Wasn't that. as clear as you'd like. I it feel to be, like I it was put yeah. in there just for the photos that would mm-hmm. be released. Like, uh, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, like when a little they do sneak. the polished photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if it was any more obvious, they would probably ask and not to. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. I think watching the first two lip syncs and we'll talk about the third in a moment. This one felt really meh. Even Brooklyn's felt a bit meh. And I don't know if you guys noticed it too, but I felt the editing was really off on these lip syncs. Yeah, I know what you mean. My theory with Drag Race is they really want to hammer home who's doing better in any given lip sync, regardless of whether they actually are. Mm. Of course. They make you think what they want you to think. So you'll see a lot of extremely tight, zoomed in Mm -hmm. shots of a particular performer. Mm -hmm. You won't get a scope of like where they actually are on the stage, what the other person is doing at any Mm -hmm. given time. And I think all three lip syncs on that evening, but in particularly this one yes. with Evie and Akira. I struggled to like catch where they were, what yeah. they were doing. It also seems like their lips weren't moving in time with the music. No. I some did think that at yeah. some point. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think Akira just flubbed and right. that's yeah. what they chose to do. I mean, to fucking learn the words for, that's, for the it's finale. It's a finale. Though. Like, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? With yeah. the finale, You've like, so a long time. would they give them those songs plus other songs? Because like when so they, they have to learn all the possible all the songs, songs that were going to yeah. be played, yeah. Like, I'm sick of reveals and I would actually love it for somebody in these yeah. finales just be like I'm going to start it. in a bodysuit and finish in a bodysuit yeah. just well, do a fucking amazing lip sync but she... with Evie's it was the one time where I really wanted to reveal because Whenever, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I fucking love that Muppet dress yeah. but it was it looks so it big. was hiding it everything like that she was have, doing yeah, yeah, and yeah, she yeah. was doing a really cool lip sync but it was it. hiding all of her body movements yeah. it was the one time where I was like okay now rip it off and reveal an amazing free Britney jumpsuit underneath whenever I see that much material or costume I'm like well there's got to be like three layers of other costume underneath that because they always seem to do that yeah Doing mm-hmm. a sugar cane, but didn't. <laughs> oh, sugar cane. <laughs> but she has interesting. I don't know if you saw now released a video clip wearing the dress from that. Yeah. Uh, has she? So I think that she pre-planned this video clip. That's probably okay. why she wore the dress for oh, the whole. Oh, okay, fair yeah. enough. So, right. so, so yeah, branding. obviously Evie won that one, and it came down to Brooklyn and Evie in the mm-hmm. final. And this is where you want to stop listening if you haven't watched. Yeah, it if you have But you're also a fucking yet, idiot. You don't care about it if you haven't watched it. it yet. Like, what are you doing? If you paid to listen to this, you would have watched it. <laughs> so Evie comes out in this dress that I thought was like, what is going? on but that really? headdress I what? loved that the headdress, headdress was amazing was the whole so thing. incredible yeah, it that it didn't matter what she was wearing on the bottom half whatsoever mm. I think it was nice that she didn't do a reveal because it was just like the back of the headdress was the reveal yeah, yeah. That's true. which was great and that bend over thing was actually uh, that bend over thing was amazing the bend over and turn around yeah. and like yeah that was absolutely incredible Brooklyn's outfit yeah we've yeah it's a yeah. it's a glass bodysuit mirror yeah. thing I, like it's beautiful and it looks great she yeah. had the big like cape on that said I like, reveal I like that it, it said yeah. Yeah. I like, it said, that, he, that said here comes the reveal yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like oh that, that's yeah. camp that's but making I, fun I thought, of the whole thing I thought yeah. Brooklyn's first lip sync was really good she's yeah. awesome in that the second one I agreed that Evie even though she wasn't my favourite yeah. queen I agreed that she should have won and that was well yeah, deserved yeah for sure that's it it's interesting because I didn't watch the whole season watching the finale I was so I watched the first few episodes and then the finale I was totally gunning for Evie in the finale yeah. and mm-hmm. was through when she won That's yeah. and, and then oh. saw all this controversy online I was like fuck what did I miss but, yeah oh, like, I in the in between episodes she sort of like dips right down and she yeah, gets right. into the bottom and then she comes right back up again and because she speaks her mind quite brutally mm. that's where people are just like you need to calm the fuck down and mm. like by the end of the season she realised that and she did become very humble yes. which was great to see and like even in her final look before the finale I think that was 
perfect. Mm. Like the way she did that was incredible. Mm-hmm. It was still weird, but it was gorgeous. And from that moment, I was just like, "You're mm. gonna win!" Like, yeah, hands mm. down. I think Evie winning was a bit of a relief for me. It show. Mm. I think it shows a real paradigm shift for where the show is potentially going to go. I hope to God we get a hiatus. Mm-hmm. I don't think yeah, I, I don't think my gay life can take another season this year. No. But it was very clearly a move away from if you have the best track record mm. and are mm. white and tick every drag race box, yeah. which is having it's the same four or five designers that make mm. these outfits. Oh, so if you got the coin to get yeah, some yes. ex-project runway Pay contestants, to as they say in the gaming world, to make your outfits, you bring it. You get a decent snatch game character. Mm. You're white, and you know a few reveals. You pretty much have your journey tracked yeah. through yeah. to the finale. I think Evie winning, despite only having one win challenge throughout the season. Yeah. Which one did she um, win? She won the Get Out parody. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Envy, she had the crazy laugh. Yeah, and having a majority of handmade mm. do-it-yourself looks mm-hmm. that weren't exactly at a designer level mm. throughout the season yeah. and then winning with two performances without yeah. any wig reveals just performing doing her thing yeah shows that potentially those guaranteed winning criteria mm. things mm. for the past four seasons of drag race potentially may not be what is going to get you to the finale anymore i I definitely think we've had three years of this like lip sync for the crown format i think it's time for that to maybe change Mm, for sure just because by the same token i i don't think it's necessarily fair for someone who has done Shea Mm coulee run Mm -hmm. and won the majority of challenges challenges, yeah that's slayed the whole house down yeah to then get eliminated Mm -hmm based off a single performance. Yeah. yeah. That to me just doesn't really seem like entertainment yeah. Yeah. or like a good narrative. They should journey. have like a judging panel that's not previous bitter queens. Yeah. I think yeah. just do it the drag race Thailand way. They what are get... they Seth on fire? No, yeah, they just burn them. <laughs> yeah. Um they get a budget, they get a choreographer, <laughs> and they get like a few weeks to just basically design their own show mm. to put yeah. on. And that's what queens do that's cool. in well, that's the it. real world yeah. anyway. They're you designing their sets thing. and what yeah. they're going to perform, yeah. to what songs. And it lets someone highlight what their unique point of view mm-hmm. is and mm. what their skill set is as a performer. Yeah. So see their art form kind of fully realised in and how they would make want a decision it. Yeah. off of that. Because if it was... Like, say it was Nina West, who was a great queen, that oh did get God. to the finale. I wish yeah. Nina West got if to the final. She, she was... had to lip sync oh, to Bootylicious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't have worked. It's not yeah. really... I mean, because yeah. that's not all queen's skills. That's not where all their skills lie no. in mm. purely dancing and shaking their thang. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I hope this finale is the last that we get mm. in this format. I yeah. think it shakes up potentially the formula for winning Drag Race. Yeah. Because yeah. they've sort of gone through now like a few different stages of finale. So in the beginning, like early seasons, it was just on stage and Correct. who won. And then the yeah. middle seasons, it was the top three did like individual performances and interviews and then yeah. room made his decision and now it's a lip sync for the crown i think yeah now I it's time to move on like to another format lip sync for the crown i mean if you're saying so if lip sync for your life is sort of saying well the way that you stay in this game is by proving the fundamental yeah. skill that every drag queen must have which is mm. lip syncing to a song which is basically what all drag queens do on, yeah. on the actual scene yeah then maybe that is what should be what decides who wins as well mm. if, like if that's mm. the fundamental skill that you kick people out on then maybe yeah. it should be the one that is what's decided to win but i think yeah. if you get to design your own lip sync 
sync performance. You yeah. Know, then that's yeah. a skill it's that like you're yeah, showing. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Full performance. yeah and, you're right. And yeah. you have some sort of yeah. way to show Yeah, I think, you're... yeah, keep it with the lip sync. Yeah. But perhaps you come up with your own idea. Yeah. You could even do a whole episode of them putting it together and that exactly. sort of Exactly. You get an extra then, episode yeah, exactly. in the season. Yeah, you're right. And it, it also allows the producers to control mm-hmm. who yeah. gets mm-hmm. what. The, you it. know those boxes. They open boxes at the finale to pick the songs. You know they both have the same song in Really, you reckon? For sure. Oh, oh, that's so funny. They're picking who like, lip syncs to what yeah. song, yeah, right. what pairs. Okay. The other tea from Reddit was the spinny wheel yeah. that they oh, yeah. spin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was Is wondering if that was rigged. It's rigged. It, yeah. Apparently, that also it's went be. for an absurd amount of time because right. it's on some sort of timer. Yeah, yeah. Just to pick who. Because Michelle's they behind want. it waiting to like yeah. stop it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh. uh, Speaking of Michelle, I, uh, I very oh, rarely yeah. say anything oh. good about RuPaul's Drag yeah. Race. And yeah. it's not about the queens that go on it. In fact, mm-hmm. the, the yeah. contestants on the show is the thing that makes it good. And yes. they're the ones putting the effort and yes. the time and putting their balls on the line for the Absolutely. show. Absolutely. But I will say this finale episode, there was two beautiful messages mm-hmm. that Rue dedicated time to oh, was, that, I, that yeah, made me phenomenal. go, oh, thank God you're actually finally listening to the Using people like me. Yeah, that say yeah. use your platform to to support the queens that aren't on your show. That's, yeah. And the first one was Rue talking about Pride and, and Stonewall. Stone Wall. And that was beautiful. It was that, a beautiful moment. There yeah. are a lot of young queens that have no idea about that stuff, and yeah, it's not their it. fault. They're not taught it in school. Yeah. And like not but, if, the... but if but if Rue's going to be the the leader of of, yeah. of this subsection of the community, then it's yeah. it's Rue's responsibility yeah. to teach those people. And like not so, only the queens as well. It's like a lot of new people coming into RuPaul's Drag mm. Race, or straight not, people as straight well. People, people like yeah, yeah. people, anyone in the community just coming into the show that don't know drag history yeah. and gay rights history mm. and all the trans people that came before all exactly, of this. Martha Johnson. It's yeah. amazing. Mm. Yeah, and and, and also that little message at the end of that little section that said, go to your local gay bar, support your local gay bar, and remember the people that fought for your right to to be there. Absolutely. I thought that was really beautiful. And then Michelle, Michelle, I can never say her name, Michelle Visage, Michelle Visage, um, talking about, in a very comical way, which is my favourite way of getting across a serious message. Having her breast implants removed mm-hmm. um, and after talking 20 about years. after twenty that's years—that's She's been known for so long for her big, big, big boobs. Like, <laughs> so like, yeah. like, and they did an in memoriam yeah. for Michelle's boobs, which <laughs> I thought yeah. was fucking amazing. But it was—it was a real—it was a camp. It, that is it the essence of drag. The yeah. essence of drag is camp and making that's something it. miserable fun and funny. Yeah. Yeah. And they brought awareness to the medical issues that breast implants can cause yeah. in a really yeah. funny way. And I thought it was really brave of her, and it was great. Such a reveal when. She like oh. kind of stood up and it was just that like kind of like flat her chest. Yeah, and, like, I was like, wow. and but she still looked fabulous. And Absolutely. I've never said she's not a fabulous woman. She's a very yeah. fabulous woman. She looked fantastic and yeah. was having a laugh at it, but also pointing sure. out those issues. And I thought that was two really healthy messages yeah. to be promoting in the Absolutely. show. And I just want to say one last thing before mm. we wrap this up. I'm so happy that Nina West won Miss Congeniality. <gasps> she so deserved oh, that it. Bitch deserved did, it. She was amazing. Did you see that Alexandria Ocasio Cortez? <laughs> yes. She like sent yes. her that like fan message. That yeah, was so cute. That was I was like. Oh. <laughs> She's so lovely. Like, I really hope if they do do an All Stars in the future, I hope she comes back. Well, they've already cast it and it's already been what? filmed. Yeah. So, Duff. <laughs> guess we're not going it's that all break. It's been done. Yeah, guess we're not going that break. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to our Patreon episode. Yeah. Thanks um, for donating. Thank as we mentioned last oh. week, like it really does, it really does help us out a lot. Giving that, that little yeah. six bucks a month or whatever That's you're it. pledging. And the money does go towards, well, helping us put the show on in the first mm-hmm. place because we're sort of, our yeah. producer Dan's been quite a bit out of pocket putting this yeah, on yeah. for us, um, but also towards putting on our live shows and uh, hopefully it. merch one day as well if we get yeah, it. Enough. Fingers crossed. Tell your friends to sign up too. Send them dick pics if they do. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that was good.
melts away. Bye. 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 Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And welcome back, everyone, to our after show for this week. <laughs> I, I'm excited for this this week's yeah, topic. So am I. It's an, it's an isolated drag race conversation because yeah. I know people get pissed off when we drag it into <gasps> the main episode. The main episode, <laughs> especially if they don't want to talk about it. And it's interesting because it's something new to talk about mm. with drag race, which has been stagnant and plateauing for a number of yeah. years. So over the weekend, World of Wonder debuted first episode of Drag Race UK, which mm-hmm. seems to be a part of their worldwide, well, their movement to a more worldwide <laughs> empire of Drag Race mm, yeah. um, sort of series. So it's joining Drag Race Thailand. This is the first of UK. They've signed a deal for Drag Race Australia. It's really interesting to see the differences, mm. um, not only in drag culture, in the competitors, but mm-hmm. in the show itself, the nitty gritty of how it's made. Mm. Oh, there's a lot and of how the shows actually work. A lot of people on my feed and people that have been messaging me have been saying what a breath of fresh air yeah. it was compared totally to agree. the last few seasons of American or mm-hmm. OG drag race. And I, I do agree. I've, I've mm. watched it myself a couple times now and agree that it feels different. I always recommend, I will take this to my grave but i mm. always recommend watching drag race thailand yeah. mm. if you if you enjoyed this mm-hmm. you've got two seasons of drag race yeah. thailand there is it wait can, have we discussed in the past where you can watch it like is it easy to access it's on word of wonder um but you can also Break the law. <laughs> there's a there's a guy there's a fan that yeah. does very detailed fan translations including uh, breaking down yeah. thai culture mm. but it, it highlighted to me watching uk drag race this felt different and it felt absolutely i think part of it is because of the competitors yeah there's like a um i wouldn't say camaraderie Mm. but there's been so many cycles of Mm. drag race america it's so entrenched on how you're meant to act Mm. what the impact is going to have and also to accept what not to do yeah that has made 
Drag Race kind of boring to watch. Absolutely. Yeah. I've look. I've bagged the shit out of Drag Race for as long as we've been doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. Yeah. I haven't always hated Drag Race. The yeah. first few seasons of um, RuPaul's Drag Race, I thought was amazing, mm. and it was so creative, and it was what drag is about. It's about expression and creativity. And then the show, I felt, started becoming really monotonous. And one of my huge gripes was that Michelle would always be trying to make everyone look exactly the same, that's true, yeah. which really shat me off because that's absolutely not what drag is about. Mm. And it also became so much about you know these queens you know you, you explained at one point Luke that on Reddit it was explained that they would go and get massive bank loans because they would go and have you know hundreds yes. of thousands of dollars yeah. worth of dresses and wigs and that sort of stuff and have these completely perfect polished designer looks that they would walk onto the catwalk with um, what I'm really excited about with Drag Race UK is they don't have that the, oh my god they the, really don't it's, have that it's, it's, it's gone back to handicraft yeah. Some Ting Wong who is amazing and we need to talk a lot about you know one of her first things that she said was that she doesn't have the budget that a lot of other queens have yeah. and yeah her her looks were very you know cardboard and staple gun but they were amazing the they were yeah. the yeah. best ones I, think. I know I noticed so many it seemed like really I haven't, haven't watched like the earliest seasons of Drag Race US yeah. but it seemed like a lot like that in the way that many of them kind of just seem to be wearing just a dress that they bought off the shelf yeah look I don't want to dress um, off the shelf like, I want yeah. some maybe creativity. they're opening I wouldn't looks. say that but I mean they didn't it noticeably didn't look as polished and like out there as the US but that's kind of what's exciting about it yeah I think. absolutely and yeah. They, all, yeah. they also didn't all look exactly yeah. the same they all were very very different styles of, of drag mm. and I also feel like Michelle's been told to pull it back a bit yeah. on, on the um, harsh critiques of doing something a bit crazy and out there mm. and I feel like that comes from I know we've said this before that um, drag as an art form in America is a lot more about the scene queen drag yeah. artists and being much more female impersonation than mm-hmm. anything else whereas drag in the UK is its history and its roots are based much more in theatre and panto mm. and you know we've talked I oh, know I don't know if you have talked about it on the on the podcast but Soho in, in London had mm-hmm. an amazing drag scene after World War Two mm. and it, and it was these very much these pantomime dames and these late mm. night stand up comedians and Danny Larue and those sorts of queens yeah and you know they always have their the evil ugly stepsisters in the pantos are always played by famous <laughs> um, men in drag yeah. and yeah I, I think you saw a lot of that coming through mm. in not only their personalities but also the yeah. style like what they were wearing on the catwalk I really love yeah. the, the very noticeable cultural difference yeah. To, yeah and just all their sense of humour and then half the time I'm like what are they saying yeah. but the yeah. accents make it so funny yeah. yeah so just to break down some reddit tea mm-hmm. contestants were given apparently a 5,000 pound budget wow um, secretly yeah. to sort of up their outfits mm. and looks yeah. for the show. I also think in terms of judging and Michelle in particular, mm. it's a TV show. Um, yeah. And from a lot of the interviews with previous cast members, she's actually not that person no, at I all. No, I know she's not. Yeah, no. she's it's, like the Simon Cowell, Gordon Ramsay type. It's, it's, like it's, a, for the, it's a role that's been yeah. assigned to her. I, I think something that really... But my problem is that, you know, she can be... Yeah, sure, there's got to be someone that's aggressive and nasty on the panel always. And, and she, yeah. does that, she plays that role well. My gripe for the last several seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race has been that she's trying to make them all look the same like mm. it's like take the dots off your face it's like well no if that's that person's style yeah. of drag and they can work the dots on their face into their creative look every single thing then they're allowed to wear dots on their face that's what drag's about yeah I think it, I my honest opinion is that she's told oh, what to critiques like, to give because right. the more I've watched Drag Race you go okay this person's getting critiqued this week yeah. because mm. they're sending them home in a certain mm, number of yeah. weeks. They have a kind of like play formula, yeah. formula of who's going home planned out from the start. And I think that's why the critiques in general are actually much softer yeah. across the board 
so they can spike whoever they need yeah, right. the audience to view as bad yeah, yeah. for that week. Because uh, as someone who's watched every episode, I, I don't see them really conforming everyone, but they will pick on whomever they need yeah, yeah. to pick out to Sorry. get their plot lines sort of across. Mm. And yeah. I think what's nice about Thailand and hopefully UK, mm. although Rue and Michelle mm. are judging on this show for anyone mm. that hasn't watched, is that there may be less of that plan in place. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I was kind of expecting more in the formula of the first show, like the first episode to be different. It did seem very much the same. Oh, I don't mind that they've kept the formula the do you same. Think, okay, no. Do you think it's going to branch out more? Mm, I'm kind of hoping no. like it's still going to... No, but then just it's... kind of their personalities in the same yeah. challenges will make it different. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Okay. yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about the, the, the challenges. What, what did oh, you think? Oh, my God. I thought they were really great. <laughs> I lo- uh, yeah, something Wong should have won. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. That lick me thing was so good. It was so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, and the postal stamp. And then so just he- to recap, the, the, um, the, the mini challenge at the start of the episode was the, you know, off with their heads photo shoot where they mm-hmm. had to sort of photograph themselves <gasps> holding right. their own head or kicking their own head, mm-hmm. in, like the, which was quite funny. You know, yes. whatever, yeah. if you're going to put a royal spin on it. But then the main catwalk was two, uh, well, was two looks and one of them was your hometown and the other one was taking a leaf out of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II's look. Obviously, <laughs> as a monarchist, I was screaming on yeah. the couch yeah, watching I that. Bet. And I thought they did such a good job of uh-huh. it. Blue Hydrangea's uh, coin look I thought was yeah, quite amazing. That was very impressive. And I, I was very impressed with how form-fitting it was to her face. Like, it was and like even the wigs, very, you know, the wigs yeah, move. There was know. no gaps like, no, at it all. Was, it was really yeah. <laughs> crea- a really creative. And again, you know, it's just cardboard and hot glue. It's but great. it was a really effective look. And it was drag, you know. Yeah. Um, who's your favourites? Okay, something Wong's looks are really cool so yeah. far. I really like them. Surprisingly, I actually liked... I was very critical on... What's the bisexual one? Um, uh, oh, Scaredy Cat. Scaredy Cat. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, as if blah, blah, blah. But then I'm like, who am I to like say? You buy a raise. I buy a raise. I was guilty of it. And I was Ooh. like, no. And then I reflected and I was like, that's stupid. I have no right to say. Yeah. And I actually really like his drag. I love his drag. And I think it's really exciting that there is a, a bisexual person on the show. I think that's sort of yeah. in some small way roof sort of branching out a little bit. Um, with do we think he looks like Eddie Redmayne? Because I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So much. Yeah. <laughs> the thing I didn't like about Scaredy Cat was that he's never been to a fucking drag show. Yeah, that was a bit weird. And I was like, it's actually kind of a bit rude. If you're, you're like, okay, sure, you're 19, you hadn't been to a drag show. But when you yeah. get booked, you find out months in advance you're going on RuPaul's Drag Race, go to a fucking bar and watch a drag yeah, show. Yeah, it's a bit odd. It's, it's I was like, kind it of a, a bit attention seeky. Like, no, I, I just know. feel like it's a bit like rude. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very similar to the Sha- uh, Shangela plotline. Yeah. Right. So there were a few moments in the premiere where I was like, oh, I see where they've mm. plotted this person. Plotted yeah. things out because I hate that kind of shit. A very clear thing with Scaredy Cat was have her speak very openly about how inexperienced, how uh, she doesn't yeah. know anything, how yeah. she's never performed, and then give her the win yeah. in the mini uh, challenge yeah. immediately afterwards to set up this plotline of this person's the underdog. Uh, yeah. yeah. And they've done this very smart. many, many, mm. many times before. Um, the good thing to see, this is what's really smart about this show, the writing and the programming of it, is that those mini challenges, you could say anyone won. Because yeah. you can't Literally, really... Because every single time someone wins, I'm like, really? Well, there's, not, there's like, not much yeah. difference. It's just, just a po- p- picture of them holding their head up. Like, exactly. Yeah. So they can just um, can sort of be like, yeah, I, that's who won. Yeah. I'm obsessed with bag of chips. Love like, I don't think, like, I don't love the look so far, but like, I'm obsessed with them the as a character. Yeah. 
like yeah. so funny. Yeah. Um, something Wong is absolutely my favorite. So though. good. Yeah. It feels a bit uncomfortable. I will say saying something Wong's name. I'm like I shouldn't be saying this. Look, um, when I hear other people say it, and yeah. when I hear the judges say it, it's yeah. it's kind of a bit cringy. Mm. Sitting at home. Because, Can they abbreviate? <laughs> well, just because it's a one way dialogue. Yeah. Mm. I, they have no way to judge what my comfort level is yeah. with Asian jokes. That's yeah. true. They know what her yeah. level of like she's saying is. she's reclaiming it, but like she can't really do that for everyone. But I guess by reclaiming it, she's putting she's making the choice of putting the words into everyone's mouth. Like when she does a gig yeah. at home, she's making sure that people have to put on their poster something wrong. Mm. She talked in the show about that's that she understands that there's other people in her community that don't understand why she does it, mm. but that she feels proud about it. So I guess she's she's consciously chosen that name knowing that people are going to have to use the name. Does that make sense? Mm. See, look, I I understand about reclaiming and I've done it so many times myself Mm. Mm. and been that sort of provocateur with comedy to get people to think of things, but it still sometimes sat a little bit wrong with me because I knew that there were people that would... She was putting those words into the mouths of people that yeah. weren't going to reflect upon it whatsoever. Mm. Totally. They were just going to say it because that's mm. her name, something wrong. Mm. Ha ha. God bless her. I think RuPaul is one of those. She is not displayed the most insight to cultural sensitivity. Sure. Yeah. Yes, that's a fair Especially call. when it comes to Asian representation in mm-hmm. her shows. So to have her repeat it back yeah. and kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge mm. does not sit great mm. with me yeah fair enough but it's her drag name and it's a funny drag name it's memorable it's um hooray for her kind of thing yeah. um i i think it's great to have representation and it i don't l- think there's much <laughs> it looks like she's going to like make it past the halfway point yeah at least which is great yeah and isn't set up not yet we're talking one episode deep mm. but isn't set up in unnecessary drama about mm. her race yeah like, unfortunately um Plastic Tiara uh, was yeah. in the previous season. I really liked Vinegar Strokes' personality. Not so much the look so far. Sorry, which one was Vinegar Strokes again? Um, the Black one wearing one. yellow. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She did the um, not falling to that. To a, she, <laughs> yeah. oh, the one that did the, the Queen's African tour look. Yes, with, with the, the with, the, t- with the yeah. River Thames, and it yeah, looked yeah. like and a weird snake. Look, I was like, what is that? The Thames look. When I say I like a bit of arts and craft in my drag. That was an arts and crafts. Oh my god! <laughs> but as soon as soon as they had the bottom two, and she was in the bottom two with Gothy Kendall, I was oh, like, yeah. "There, there's no." Competition I have here. to say, I know I posted this on social media, yeah. but I thought it was so funny that you know, in in RuPaul's Drag Race <laughs> America, they're always like these. They have these elaborate backstories, and it's like, and they'll just sit down to start powdering their nose, and all of a sudden they're talking about how like their sister has diabetes, and and their dog's like, dead, and their everyone in their whole life arms fell off. Is gone. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And in this one, the the, the darkest <laughs> backstory they could find and the only bit where we got that slow emotional music was when gothy kendall was talking about how it was hard because he has bad teeth yeah um and i look i'm sure it's hard having bad teeth but it was just kind of yeah a funny comparison between the american version yeah. and the uk version it might get deeper, <laughs> get deeper. i'm sure yeah. it's, it's i'm sure it will. It's, it's, but yeah up. but um did, did you guys think gothy kendall's just lack of emotion whatsoever in the film. oh I, I i quite liked gothy kendall and i yeah. the person their personality i thought it was quite sweet and lovely i mean i think when he's, they when he's to be speaking in the, in the in like the diary room or whatever yeah. um like he had personality but then yeah. when he was in drag it was just deadpan like it nothing. was yeah i think he was probably just really intimidated yeah. he's like what was he 20 years old or something oh, like true. that there's very young, young queens yeah it would be the, really scary yeah. it re- is interesting that drag race has been going so for so long now that there's kids and i think um oh yeah that uh, before scaredy cat said this that he'd grown up 
entirely with Drag Race, like That's since he was so a little crazy kid. Crazy, yeah, yeah. There's been a number of queens have started mm. because of Drag Race, mm. even in the American seasons, and it shows the cultural impact that they have. Mm. Yeah, Gothy, I think, was kind of set up to fail in a, in a lot of ways. And mm. it's kind of sad to push someone out so soon yeah. onto a stage. Um, and same with Scaredy Cat, for example, photoshopped mm. her head onto other drag queens' <gasps> photos for the audition. Oh, are you serious? Yes, because she did not have any photos of her in drag. Oh, my God. Um, so, she'd done the makeup. But she oh. had no full body shots of Why? herself. Oh my god! And basically had to bluff her way onto this show. That's crazy. That's amazing. I I just feel for these people yeah. that are like a little bit over their heads. What I like overall about it is I get the vibe mm. that there's no guarantee there's going to be a Drag Race UK season two. Yeah. There's no guarantee that this is part of some mm. everlasting one thing yeah. history of mm. drag television. So the people that are there just genuinely seem happy. Yes. They do. That they, they seem quite supportive to, of each other. and like, They get to be a part of it. Do you think that it. because it's a much smaller prize, isn't it? It's Yeah, what was the prize? It was like nothing, isn't it? They get flown to America oh, to that's do a right. web series. So they can't, I think it's something to do with the fact that because the BBC is a national broadcaster, it's like the yes. ABC running yeah. a show. They can't do like a massive... $500,000 prize wow. or anything like That's, that. It's in there. Do you think perhaps because it's not that cash prize at the mm. end of it, it's it's more about having a good time and less yeah, competitive? Yeah, probably. It's like less pressure, I would say. Yeah. I think a lot of... I don't know how much of the Great British Bake Off <laughs> you guys watch. Is that the one where a they surprising is that, is that the one where they constantly talk about soggy bottom? Yes. yes. Yeah. One, yeah. Um, I think because the BBC has guidelines against giving cash prizes, mm. a lot of UK reality competitive... TV shows, yeah. that's not the, the end game, of, the it. End game yeah. of it. It is actually about being the best baker mm. or being the best drag yeah. queen. Yeah. And you get a little like award a little, at the yeah. end yeah. and that's And you it. get like the fame of it. Yeah. yeah and, and then you go on um, Reality Big Brother or whatever. Uh, it was Dancing, with the, Dancing with the Stars. Oh, didn't the one that won the challenge at the end, she had already won some drag race kind of competition. I think Rude did a competition, a small competition in um, the UK yeah. to be the RuPaul's ambassador in the UK. Right. So it, was, it wasn't televised or anything like that. I think it was at a series of bars mm-hmm. from what I understand. Yeah, yeah. I tried pressure. to look that up but it was hard to find. Mm. Did I tell you I dated one of the, the Brit crew. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what, this is like years ago, very briefly. Were you like frothing at the TV? Well, he wasn't actually on the first episode, but I don't think he was. I didn't see him on the first episode, but mm. he, he's posted Instagram photos and stuff like that. Lovely guy. Seriously, I haven't spoken to him for 10 years, but it's like my little... We, we might sl- like slide into his DM. Yeah. Like, Hi, what are you <laughs> Hey, doing? I'm coming back over. Do you uh, want to like light that old flame? Uh, no, he's so... Like, I have let myself go. And uh, he's so ripped still and like stunning. Good Good look him. at you now. I know. Famous. <laughs> I did also want to recommend for anyone other than Drag Race Thailand, people who are finding this rejuvenating their interest in reality mm. drag. Mm. Um, season three of Dragula oh, has commenced. It. Yeah. Um, it's streaming on Amazon Prime mm. and they've accidentally uploaded three episodes early ahead of schedule. Amazing. It deviates from the Drag Race form even more than yeah. Drag Race UK. Right. It shows a wider breadth of what the drag world mm. is, um, and I highly recommend it. This season has a bio queen mm-hmm. competing, a drag king competing, as well as multiple people of colour. Yeah. Brilliant. And is an antithesis mm. to everything that Drag Race season 13 and 14 yeah, and 15 oh mm-hmm. will be. Yeah. So I do recommend that, and there's some really amazing looks, even if you're not into 
goth gore, mm. monsters, mm. blood and guts, the craft work there. And the creativity is really worth checking out. And they go off chops on that <laughs> show. Some of the fights in the first couple oh, of really? episodes. That's yep. what we want, that, that drama. <laughs> that does not happen on Drag Race okay. anymore. So. Cool. My recommendation. Dragula. Dragula season three. Drag Race Thailand season two. And let's see how um, Drag Race UK And Granny Bingo out. on Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for listening to our after show. Uh, thanks for your dollars. Uh, as we said, we are having a little break from the main episodes for a couple of weeks. But because you've been giving us your money, we didn't want to rip you mm. off. So we're going to keep the uh, after shows going for the next couple of weeks. Yes. So we'll uh, chat to you then. Bye. 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 And welcome back to our after show, everybody. Thank you to everybody listening, all of our patrons for donating your dollars to us and tuning in. Welcome. Minus Tom. (laughs) Yeah, minus Tom for this one. Tom hasn't uh, watched it, so we booted him. Yeah, we booted him out. He does not get a toot for this episode, but we are going to be talking about (laughs) Miss Drag Race. Drag Race. Controversial. Some people love it. I think it's nice to separate it out. If you want to kiki about Drag Race, you can. Yeah. I think a lot of our listeners really do actually like like it. and it's a bit mm-hmm. of a light-hearted chat it's hard to come by these days so yeah that's it. yeah you know i was on instagram the other day and someone posted like a really good outfit and they were obviously a homosexual <laughs> and so i just like replied to their story and i was like two and and, and, and and like i thought that reference was like pretty well known yeah within and the gay like, community did you just say yeah to me? <laughs> and they replied and you were like a did you just fart? Oh, yeah, because oh, toot is no. like old lingo for fart. <laughs> I mean, Thomas probably says toot. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, no, 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 I just meant like toot or boot. And then they were like, what do you mean boots? I'm not wearing oh. boots. I'm oh, like, God, you're like, shut it down. Straight over your head. <laughs> yeah. Well, is, is this some heterosexual conversation I'm in? Some real yeah. water off a duck's back. <laughs> it is. Um, how are we feeling about season 12 so far, guys? This is the first season. Anyone yeah. who's followed the show for the last, like, six months that we've been doing it or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, like I pretty religiously Nancy Drew and, and read it and, oh, yeah. and get into like the culture. Deep. Yeah. And I like knowing what the Queens have done before the show and whatever. Mm-hmm. I think so much is going on in the world right now that I'm just watching it purely as like entertainment light mm, yeah. and very light entertainment. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the kind of niche that drag race is moving into anyway you know, I can honestly say I'm enjoying it for what it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't see it as the same show that I grew up with. No, um, it's very different now. I, mm-hmm. I think it's a strong cast of 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 queens, but yeah, you know, one that you don't see very much. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when it gets to this stage of when a few have whittled out yeah. and you can start focusing on people and you actually learn who they are. Yeah, my favorite now has got to be Crystal Method. She's really grown on me. What do you mean now? And, she was my favorite from the beginning. No, well, at the start, like she's a bit kooky and her makeup was like very extreme. But like, yeah. I don't know. I like getting to know her and she's really like adorable. Yeah, and the mullet is great. And I like how they like RuPaul's obsessed with the mullet and always plays the um, RuPaul wants to fuck her so yeah. bad and I was like I would use that I was like use it to win <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I think if you watch back there's always one queen that RuPaul like assigns yeah, a, a, a nickname to 
mm-hmm. know, there was the May I Call You Jiggly. Uh-huh. And then there was Ivy Winters. Yes. Yeah. Every season has one. And Crystal Nina Banina for Fanna Banana Brown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was Kevin e. LaGuardia? Newark. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. He always picks one. Yeah. And, and so Crystal was, is that queen of the season. But her performance in the Madonna Rusical was my favorite. <gasps> it was a reverence. Absolutely. Yeah. Camp. That's also my favorite Madonna song that she did as well. Ray of yeah. Light. Yeah. So I think she was a bit robbed by um, giving another win to front runner Gigi. Oh, yeah. I feel like she is amazing. Absolutely. I think her whole persona is quite flawless, but I don't know. It's just, it it feels like she's getting a bit cocky in like, not like an overt way, but like just too confident. And everyone likes an underdog. (laughs) Speaking of underdog, Miss Heidi in Closet. I have fallen in love with her. Oh, I think she's hydrate. fantastic. Heidi yes, Hydrate. <laughs> Sorry, is Heidi Hydrate her official name or was it just for no. that advert thing? I, I think, think it was just for the advert. Yeah, and Sherry Pie, like you guys were mentioning earlier. It's weird to see how they chop and change between showing bits of her and then like some episodes will seem like there's a lot of her and other episodes like you completely yeah. forget. No, she's been in none of them. I'd, I'd say there's episodes where she's not. I, yeah. I, I, I would honestly eat my words from the premiere where I said, this is in the can. She's going to be all over this season. But it's very obvious that they have chopped the fuck. She wasn't even in the runway for the the But But the past few episodes, sometimes she'll be in the runway and sometimes she won't, so it's confusing. But also I feel like they have kind of just let her be in it when she's adding to someone else's story. I think the reason with the runway thing, like because the first couple that they cut her out of, I think the reason why they put her back in the runway is because obviously the costuming itself is done by a designer and that designer has sort of stepped forward and said, this sucks. Like, my clothes aren't going to be shown off. I think that's maybe why they've put her back in the runway. But mm. obviously you don't sort of hear any of her critiques It's anymore. only the Frozen one she hasn't appeared in. She's been in all the other runways. Yeah. Uh, so it's really weird that they chose that one particular mm. one. But I think that episode they must have just not wanted very much of her at all. Yeah. Like my opinion from watching this season, the person that like copped it the worst out of the mm. cast yeah. from the fallout, the like collateral damage of mm-hmm. the edit is Britta Filter. Yeah. Obviously, when someone's a front runner in this competition, they get a substantial amount of talking head time. Those are those interviews where they're yeah. yeah. They've obviously had to cut all of Sherry's and you can see that Britta's screen time, where she didn't have very much else to say except I'm from New York and I'm pretty good, has been inserted over the top. And the fan base have just like read her for filth. But I actually think it's a fallout effect of them needing to fill fill the space. I don't wonder if the whole season would suffer because of it, because they would have to use not as good material because they were cutting so much out. Like it's been a struggle to watch and be like, fuck, you've done really (laughs) well. But then I've got to remember that like, no, I cannot support you, unfortunately. But uh, I don't know. I, I think mm. I focus more on everybody else, like as much as yeah. possible, and try and forget that she's even there. Well, it's, um, it's a lot easier now for editing. Yeah, it's kind of spooky when she randomly pops up in a conversation, and you're yeah, going, you're like, oh, 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 
Like, who's that? When you get someone in a room, it's so true. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> I feel really bad for the queens at this season because mm. not only do they have this controversy hanging over their heads. Yeah. They also have the pandemic affecting the totally. gigs that would usually be rolling in right now and yeah, digital drag-on or some, yeah. some train wreck that's about to happen. And they're not going to be able to film the finale the usual way that they do. Oh, I didn't think of that. If they're even going to be able to film it. Yeah. And, you know, with the oil industry just collapsing, their yeah. prize money is probably going to get cut in oh, half. Oh, it's drying up. <laughs> no one's buying RuPaul's oil or minerals. So. Guess who's fracking the house. God. If anybody listening to this doesn't know what we're talking about, RuPaul owns a massive ranch in northwestern America. It's mm. like 60,000 acres. And he said in an interview that he leases out the rights <laughs> to like oil and mineral usage on his ranch, meaning he. All signs pointing to fracking. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. is very interesting when he had whole episodes like. On climate on, change. On climate change. <laughs> well, he had AOC. On the show. Yeah. Who Imagine they just started airing the show and editing out all of RuPaul's bits. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, it didn't surprise me. RuPaul is yeah. a queen that has been about the coin for a very, very, very oh, long totally. time. A friend and I had a conversation about this show and realizing that for a very long time it was something really important for the community, but perhaps not so much mm. anymore. It is light entertainment. And if you yeah. found out that, like, Jeff Probst from Survivor fracked, <laughs> you'd be like, Meh. Yeah, like okay. you know, like, I can, I, I'm at a point now where I can separate my values from a reality television yeah. show. Yeah. I can be exposed to some drag queens that I would have never discovered beforehand, and I can support them individually by purchasing their merch and by yeah. seeing them when they come to australia people like tammy brown and and things like that you know like that is what i can get out of this experience but i i ain't going to be one of those grandstanders it's like rupaul frack so down with the she always yeah. Down with yeah coin yeah it's not gonna like, change anything <laughs> it's, it's Do you know what i'm still most upset about this season is rockham sakura being fucking booted out over aiden Oh, yeah. I'm still so sad about that. It was a little while ago, yeah. but she was so good and cute and she totally didn't deserve to go. I'm still mad about yeah. hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she beautiful. Once again, I may have to eat my words, but I would mm. bet one of my fingers that you will see Rockham on an All Stars season. Yeah. Absolutely. I, know, I really I, hope so. I hope she can shine on an All Stars. Yeah. I, I, I think part of the template of the show now is literally setting up better all-star oh so like booting yeah. like some good ones at the start just to bring back Absolutely. later yeah 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 you'd mm. be super not to look at the cast of all-stars five they're like oh fuck <laughs> what did you guys have you guys watched the most recent episode and yes. what did you think yeah. about the whole jackie cox expression through her drag with the hijab and jeff Goldblum yeah. type of thing i think it was beautiful representation yeah. i think it put out a great message there was a lot of layers to what she was putting out there mm-hmm. i think it was really irresponsible of jeff Goldblum to bring up a question like that on the main stage of a tv mm-hmm. show like okay. if you want to ask those questions in private absolutely go for it but i just like, think 
agree with that because I feel like his questions spark more conversation regarding the topic, and I feel uh-huh. like she was wearing that outfit to spark conversation. So I think she yeah. achieved what she wanted. So because I rewatched it back, and they were all saying, "Yes, really nice outfit and dress, and like has a message, blah blah blah," and like they were just going to move on after they said that, and she was like saying, "Thank you, thank you." And then when it got to Jeff, he asked the question, and I think he's just asking a question. I didn't think he was coming across as accusatory i think he was curious and he said i'm sorry i might be an idiot at the end so then once he said that she went more into it and then they all kind of discussed uh-huh. it. so i think it is about starting conversations and i think she achieved that and that's what his question was about i agree with you on the curiosity side of things but if someone was to walk out there in a habit who was christian or catholic you're not going to turn around and ask oh but aren't christians and catholics anti-gay and like anti-feminist and anti-woman like it's only ever brought up when it's islam involved because every religion has its faults it never he didn't mean any malice by it whatsoever not everyone who is muslim is Mm. against gay people or is anti-woman whatsoever. Like, Mm. it was just a bit of a generalisation of a religion, and that's why a lot of people had a problem with it. I don't think it was his intention behind it. It was the question itself. Like, it should not have been asked. I I see both of your sides here, and I think the fault actually lies more with the editors. Yeah. Yeah. That particular section. Jeff Goldblum is an intelligent man and absolutely he, yeah and he obviously came onto the show with some reverence for the mm-hmm. art of drag and for yeah. what drag race as a show is and he he lived for his time there and mm. yeah i think wasn't he even crying at her performance like her he cried to a katie perry yeah. fucking lips <laughs> like, oh my god <laughs> i know it was a real <laughs> real something but i'm like why is he crying <laughs> but yeah. you know like honestly i'm i'm certain we see like a tenth of what is filmed. And I'm sure for every outfit that went down, you can tell Jeff Goldblum is that type of guy that he mm. would go down the line and be like, well, tell me more about this. Yeah. And he's tell like, me more yeah. about that. And he probably asked similarly like probing questions of each and every queen. I'm sure he did. You know, there was someone dressed out there yeah. as a red coat for fuck's sake. Yeah. He would have questioned that as well. It was actually the editor's decision to yeah. focus in on true. that specific moment. And, and Islamophobia is a huge mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. These questions are loaded for a lot of people. And yeah. you cannot give adequate space on a runway, no. like a five-minute runway, yeah. to yeah. fully explain the, the, the depths of of what someone's beliefs. It, it was an inappropriate editing choice, I believe. Because yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure Jeff as a person, would have gone down all of those, each and every one of those damn queens are similar fucking shit. He's the a editors. dinosaur doctor. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have dinosaur <laughs> beliefs, I'm sure. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. I reckon before we wrap up, let's talk a little bit about Celebrity Drag Race. Oh, yeah. How I'd did we feel? <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched it last night. I was like, oh, fuck, I have to watch this. I'm like, okay, they're literally just releasing RuPaul's with a slight twist on it, like every mm-hmm. single fucking year. Like, there's a new one with a slight change, but still the same thing. Yeah, yeah it was, it was fine. It was entertaining. No, it um, was not fine. It was not entertaining. Those uh, <laughs> are bold-faced lies. <laughs> <laughs> the most entertaining thing about RuPaul's secret celebrity drag race mm. is the tea 
that is being spilt outside yeah. of celebrity drag oh, race. No, yeah. when, when, when he was like, the first challenge, and I was like, what, is it finding a celebrity? Because, like, <laughs> who are these people? Yeah. Like, is the secret part of the celebrity that they're, yeah, they're no one really knows? Really <laughs> that it's so secret? secret. But the team has come out in terms of the fact that yeah. the yeah. queens didn't do the makeup. That was no. right. Yeah. That they What's the point? Like, I felt like their makeup would have been so much better, and that's so much, like, that's the exciting part seeing them put their makeup on someone else. Yeah, it's disappointing that they didn't actually show those drag queens on the show. It's like they have iconic kind of drag styles and stuff. Yeah. I do commend him for picking, like, three of my favorite drag queens, Bob, and Monet. So they were really good choices. You know what? If they said, here's 40 minutes of those drag queens reading these guys for filth, I'd be be up for it. I'd be like, yeah, Yeah. I want to spend some time with these queens. But those three people... No, and and have y'all seen on Twitter the beef between Imp Kid and Nico? Um, Who's Imp Kid? Imp Kid. Oh, you have to. Are they you, a drag queen? Trans queen. Yeah. She wears a lot of Adia Birthings works. You know those that designer that does like the goopy hands and oh like God, the big yeah. melty faces? Yeah. yeah. She's an incredible fucking queen. And she did some tweet being like, uh, if you want to watch Celebrity Fracking Race, then that's fine. <laughs> You know, it, it was a very tongue-in-cheek kind yeah. of exchange. And Nico tweeted back at her. Oh, no. And was like, oh. excuse me, miss, but I spent a lot of time on the show talking mm. about, like, trans misogyny. And yeah. they decided to cut it all out. So do not come for me online, miss thing. Uh-huh. And yeah. then Imkit replied and said, I didn't even realize you were on it. I wasn't even talking uh- ab- about you. And then he yeah. blocked her. <laughs> Oh, oh I used to think I liked him because he's in a show I watch called Younger, and I like his character in that. But then um, on the show, I just want to I just want to correct you before you continue. It's they and them. Oh, um, sorry, Nico is a they and them. I yes. forget. But I found them very annoying on the show and very tryhard. Yeah. Anyway, that's our two cents. <laughs> <laughs> My sedatives are wearing off. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to another after show with us. <laughs> My oil rig is currently out of operation, so continue to subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah. This is my main source of revenue right now. Um, we might do more live streams which are always fun although i'm never aware that they are on until next time keep fracking bye Bye. hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.